I'm kind of like my own biggest fan when I'm making music. I'm just like, this is the sickest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to embrace that. That's inspiring. And please, yeah. like, I was like, okay, that'll, that'll be my full moon ritual is channel that energy. Yeah, <gasps> definitely. I think it's, I think it's good to be your own champion. Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions shape our identity and our lives. I'm your host, Pam Schaefer, and our producer is Laura Studeris. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar Magazine. If you like what you hear, you can head over to our Patreon to support us directly and get transcripts of all of our episodes, or you can come hang out with us on your favorite social media platforms, where we can be found under WNB the podcast. This week, we spent some time with the wonderful musician Banks. I hope that you enjoy our chat. Welcome to Why Not Both. Um, Thank you so much for hopping on the call. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So aside from, it sounds like both of our sinuses going on a journey, how have you been? What have you been up to? I've been just kind of getting all being happy that my album's out (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's kind of all it's kind of bittersweet I was gonna say like tell me more about that experience like what I guess what informs the bittersweetness of it um it's just crazy working on something for so long and having it it's so personal and special to me and it's kind of like giving your child to the world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like it's exciting, but it's also a little like, I don't know. You, I'm protective of it. Well, and it's very vulnerable to share something of yourself like that. Yeah, I agree. It definitely is. When you were working on it, like was a lot of it done kind of in more of like the isolation in the last few years or were you able to yeah. with other people? Oh, got it. It was definitely born out of isolation. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of wasn't even planning on making an album. I just was, I really needed a break from everything. And then I just naturally, you know, music is just something that helps me function. So I just started making it again, not really thinking it was for anything. And then after a while, I was like, oh, wow, this is turning into a body of work. Hmm. And especially like in in the isolation of that, were you working on more of like the production and engineering side of it as well? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. I like got into Ableton and just fell in love with production and definitely like vocal comping. It's just like I've driven every engineer mad in the studio by just being a backseat driver looking over their shoulder, telling them, they're just like, do you want to do it? And so now I know how. <laughs> and you're like, actually, yes, yes. In yeah. Fact, you do. Yeah. So now like if I'm in sessions, like I actually, even if there is an engineer, like I have to kick them out of the chair for vocal comping. Cause I'm just like, you're not going to be able to do it as fast as I am. Cause I just know exactly what I want. Oh my God. I admire that so much. And uh, Ableton is my favorite as well. I don't know. Why, oh, really? Though. Yeah. <laughs> Out of like all of the DAWs, it makes the most sense to me. Yeah, totally. I love it. Oh, 
I admire that you can do your own vocal comping. I get so lost in the weeds when I do that because I get really hypercritical of myself. Like when I'm listening to the vocals, I'm just like, oh, there was like saliva on one of my back molars. Like, oh, (laughs) that's funny. Yeah. Mine is more just like, I don't know. I just love it. I, I just get so in it. I'm kind of like my own biggest fan when I'm making music. I'm just like, this is the sickest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to embrace that. That's inspiring. And please, yeah. like, I was like, okay, that'll that'll be my full moon ritual is channel that energy. Yeah, <gasps> definitely. I think it's I think it's good to be your own champion. Ah, oh, I love that. No wonder also why that's so vulnerable to put it out in the world. But like that experience of that though, it's like, it's the ultimate of like making the thing that you want to be in the world because you're enjoying it while you're doing it. Yeah, totally. Completely. (sighs) Oh my God. I love that you brought up the vocal work as well, because on one of the songs, I noticed that it was really interesting that you were singing with like a, like a pitched version of yourself. And I was so curious about the production work on that one track, but it starts off with you being like the vocals are pitched and it's clearly your voice, but then like your like natural voice comes in on top of it. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's fun to play with. Are you talking about holding back? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a a girl named Mayday who's singing and we pitched her vocals up super high. But um, but I, in general, like I love playing with different octaves of vocals and different, you know, it's Shlomo who I worked a lot with on this album is so good at that, like different frequencies and just like changing tones and it's, it's so you can just do so much with it. Yeah. Like that's a fascinating part of production work for me is almost like using a vocal or using a sound in a way that you wouldn't expect that sound to be used. Yeah, totally. Like that to me is really, really fun. I guess like Mm -hmm. when you were, when you were watching other engineers do that, like I guess kind of the question in my mind is like, did you always feel like, oh, I always wanted to do that? Or was it like the isolation of like, oh, I have to do that. Now I have the freedom to explore. Like, I was curious about the relationship with that when you were working with other people. I mean, I always felt, I've always like considered myself like an executive producer of everything just because I'm like so hands-on of exactly what I want. It's just Mm -hmm. like, now it just feels like such a relief that I don't have to like try and get my point across I can just do it you know like it's just skips a step and it's just better um but yeah I mean I just I think every woman should learn how to be their own engineer I think it's really important I agree I was just Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's funny I was just in a twitter thread with one of my guests from a few weeks ago on the artist self-esteem And she was talking about that, like, she didn't have um, the opportunity really to learn her in engineering and that she was like, oh, I've always relied on like some guy to do it. And we were talking about that phenomenon of it's always like some guy. Um, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just like, for some reason, it's just like accepted that it's, I don't know, like it's, it's just not expected of women or something. And so we don't, but I think it's so important to do that. And I also think it it's made me realize how kind of unfair the game is set up towards writers, because like, if somebody, my whole career, I have said like, bring the drums in here, add more reverb, like put more like low end on it. I want the voice to sound like this or like, production decisions but yeah yeah, I've never had a production credit before this album and if somebody's ever in a room when you're writing a song and they make a suggestion where you like change one lyric they get co-writer credit so it's just like 
and I think that generally that like, I don't want to sound like a man hater. I love men, but I'm just saying <laughs> my boyfriend's in the room and he just looked at me with the mean face. He said one, one specifically. Yeah. I love one man, but, <laughs> um, but I think that, yeah, I think generally men have been the ones that are producing. So, yes, and then the producers always get writing credit because yes. like, technically, you know, if they write a note, then that's writing. So it's just, I think I, it also made me realize how it's kind of like skewed how the business is set up as well. Yes. And like, uh, to speak to what you said, like, it's funny because my boyfriend's a producer and engineer and like sound mixer and everything. And I've said to him so many times, exactly what you just said, that it's not that I hate men. Um, I, in fact, really like men, one in particular, uh, but, <laughs> but it's that I hate the structure that's set up um, yeah. that has an imbalance towards over the last, like, at least like several decades towards male producers. So it's not yeah. that we hate male producers, it's that the structure is set up in such a way that it, it gives a disadvantage to people who haven't been in the field in that way. And like, totally a hundred percent. I totally agree. And I think if women, more women learned a type of production that they love, like Ableton logic, whatever, yeah. I think they would realize like I've been producing, I have been producing all along. Like I've been helping the production all along. Yeah. And I most, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so hands-on with everything I do. So it's hard for me just because it's like, I, not one note is on a song or not one instrument that I'm not like approving and, and, you know, in on. Yeah. So I just realized that so much this last album. Well, and I think what you said is so important is that like, oftentimes we're doing the work of it, but we don't realize that we're doing the work of it either because we haven't heard someone else speaking to it or it wasn't like modeled for us in that way, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally. I guess like, I feel really fortunate that I, that I saw, like, I mean, it was interesting thinking back, like, I didn't think for a long time that Bjork was a producer, which makes absolutely no sense because she's a phenomenal producer. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember when I, I read an interview with her when I was younger, where she was describing actually her production work, I realized I was like, wait, she's doing production. And then it was like this moment in my head where I was like, am I doing production mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, without seeing a model of that, of someone that is like you, it's like, it's hard to wrap yeah. your mind around it almost. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think you kind of know, like you can, you have a gut instinct of if you're really involved in something or not. Like, I'm not saying like people should like take credit for stuff that they don't deserve credit on, but I'm just saying like the conversation should be had for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad in some ways I'm, I'm sorry for the isolation, but I'm glad in some ways it led you to like, kind of, oh, yeah. it. like, I was like, that's, I mean, what was your background in music? Like, did you, did you study music production? Did you study music theory? Like, I guess like what? No, I had no, I didn't do anything. I didn't even study piano. I write all my music on the, on the piano, but I don't even know. I don't know what notes I'm playing. Like, I just, I just like do it by ear. I just taught myself, but I just, never wanted to take lessons I mean there's no I'm not hating at all on people I mean people who are well trained and in like jazz piano and and stuff like that I'm just like they're incredible but for me I just always it's not I don't know I've always just liked doing it on my own mm -hmm. that's 
I love that idea of also that it's like that you can do that and you can take that agency. Like I remember feeling scared actually when I did learn music theory that it would take that away from me because I usually play by ear as well, quite frankly. Um, Like I learned how to read music, but I kind of ignored it when I was a kid because I just Mm -hmm. play the music. I'd be like, oh, I hear it. I'm going to do it. Like why why would I do this the slow way? (laughs) It can become like, I've worked, like I remember in college, I studied psychology, but there was this, piano room in my dorm that I stayed in and it was like a soundproof it was really random it was like the only dorm that had a music room but yeah. it was soundproof and I would play and sometimes if I did like have friends that were in like the music school when I would be writing with them like I would feel sometimes so frustrated because they were so tuned in on like music theory and different like chord progressions and how certain certain like things fit together that it felt almost like I couldn't like they were like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you do it like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, it does. And then it's like a lot, even my like lyrically, like I, I've had before, like anyone knew who I was. Like, I just remember even my mom, like she was like, I have a friend who is like in music, like you should meet him. And I'm like, okay. And I like, I remember I met him and I like played a song for him on the piano and he was like, you know, I think you really need to work on your lyrics because you're past, you do past and present tense, like the whole time you're like switching back and forth. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) and then like, I remember I left and my mom was like, you should listen. Like you should listen to people's advice. And I was like, nah, nah. If if he was like, I just, I was always really stubborn in that way where I was like, nah, I know, I know more than you do about this because it's me. You don't know, like, you know more about how you make music. I know more about how I want to write music. That ties into exactly what you said about studying psychology is that like, I was like, spoiler alert, I studied psychology as well. I also work as a therapist. Yay. Um, And and part of that is like that the person- Oh, you work as a therapist? Yeah. Sick. (laughs) I always felt like, sometimes I feel like I want to stop doing like music as my career and stop putting out albums. And then I always think that it would be, I would want to be a therapist, but then I just, I'm so sensitive. Like, I feel like I would take it home. Like if I would be thinking about my clients all weekend and wanting to check up on them and like wondering how it went. And I just feel like I would probably go mad. I'm not good with like the the boundaries within therapy and like client would be hard for me. I feel like. It is one of the hard parts because that genuinely, I mean, that actually probably would make you a really good therapist is that like that feeling, cause I have that about my clients and I've learned how to like, I've learned how to put it away essentially where it's mm. like, I've learned like that that's actually a good thing that I, I do have like strong attachments to the emotional well being of my clients, which it's like, that's yeah. actually what you want. Like, at least that's what I want in a therapist. I want, yeah. like, actually, it's like, it's like yeah. caring about my well being. Um, yeah. Where it's not just like, it's, it is a strange relationship, though. It's like, like ca- caring really deeply about someone, but like not being able to, no, like, I don't know, not being able to actually be in each other's lives in, in that other way. And also like, even if you care so much about someone, but then they don't know much about you, like as a therapist, it's like super interesting dynamic. It's a fascinating one. And it ties a lot into like, obviously I make music as well. And so it's like, it ties in and that's fascinating that I was like, Oh, I didn't know you studied psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, that everyone is like an expert on themselves. Like that's how yeah. I come to the therapy room is that like, 
I can have all of the, all of the thoughts and emotions that I want about Mm -hmm. what's going on. But ultimately the person that's in front of me is like, they're the expert on themselves. And so my job in a way is to like help them kind of uncover the parts of themselves that they want to uncover and explore those. Yeah. It's like, and like, of course, like you could be like, if someone's like, why isn't this working out? Like I've had so many of this happen or so many, like, why aren't relationships? And then you have, then like, maybe they aren't conscious of something, but it's like, you help them find, well, what is like a, I don't know. So it's like, sometimes it does really help having someone else help guide you to your own, to your own kind of realizations or whatever. But I think like for people who are really aware of themselves, like I'm extremely self-aware and I'm really analytical and I'm really sensitive. And so I'm very like, I don't have an issue with, um, I don't know. I don't have an issue with like writing or acknowledging the dark shit or like whatever I'm really feeling, you know? Yeah. And so having come in, having someone come in and be like, oh, you're swapping your tenses. You're like, that's, that's wasn't a problem. Yeah. I like, yeah, it's like well, needed that input. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also it's funny. Cause it's like a lot of the times, like before I, again, like before anyone knew who I was, like I would meet with occasionally, like if someone was like, oh, you should meet this producer, you should meet this person. Like they would give me advice and they were just like old men or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck do you know about what I'm writing about? Yep. I, I, I was like, I relate to this so deeply. And by the way, yeah. like hilariously, the podcast even started because I was like, oh, I want to talk to people with multiple interests. So when you said like, oh, like if I wasn't doing music, I'd do therapy. I was just like, hard relate literally why the podcast exists oh my god that's so awesome that's Um, so awesome thank you yeah like I find like people that are in multiple worlds very fascinating because I think that we can't all be reduced to like one thing and I was like why do we try to do that to people that's silly yeah exactly and that happens on albums too like I feel like I just did an interview where they were like it's funny you have a song called fuck love on the album and then also you have a song called I still love you and I'm just like, okay, well, you can have different moods, different thoughts, different, like, it's not just one. And it's not like he was saying you can't, he just pointed that out. And I was like, it is funny how, like, I, I just think as humans, you, there's so many layers and moods and different, and you don't, and you, sometimes you don't mean what you say. Sometimes you say shit because you're trying to be like over you're insecure about something so you're overcompensating or you're jealous so you're there's like so many different things and I my favorite type of music is when you know that shit too like you can hear that someone's saying something out of jealousy or they're saying something out of like being insecure so they're overcompensating like I just think that is more interesting than just like really straightforward because humans are so complicated so music is too like the like if you're gonna like write about what your experience is as a human, like it's going to be layered. It's not just going to be like, I'm happy. I'm sad. Right. And that's, I, I joke with my person that like, cause he says that I'm like one of the most like level-headed people in action that he's ever actually been around. He's like, it's almost creepy. He's just like, mm-hmm. but then your music, he was just like, that's where it comes out. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like a safe place for all of those ambiguities dichotomies all of this that's a wonderful place to put those because I was like what I want to act like my songs out on another person I'm like 
No. Really? Exactly. <laughs> that would be chaos. When people meet me, they're always like, you're so sweet. And I'm like, they're like, everyone's shocked that I'm kind of like normal. And I'm like, well, what do you expect? And then it's like, they think I'm going to be like this dark creature on a throne or something. And I'm like, no, that's, I don't go to the market like with like, I don't know. Like, it's just, you get it out in your music. So you're not a psychopath in real life. Yes. I was like, <laughs> that's the poll quote. That's literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, my best friend is, um, it's funny. Cause I'm like barely five feet tall. You saw me briefly on zoom, but I'm sitting down. Um, I'm very small. Um, and then yeah. my bestie is like five ten with like long, dark hair. Like she's basically like a beautiful goth noodle. Um, <laughs> and I love her and her music is similarly, like, it does have a lot of exploration of darkness in it. And it's the most interesting thing because people will meet her. And I think the strangest thing someone said to her, they're like, wow, you're actually really funny. Yeah, totally. I think I'm just this like humorless banshee. Yeah, (laughs) I think people are, people have a hard time seeing like duality and like multidimensionality. Like, I feel like I find it really boring when like, there's somebody who's like makes this type of art and then you meet them and they're like exactly how you thought they would be. I think it's so refreshing when someone I don't know there's like a stereotype with artists I think that you have to be this like weird freaky like unfunctioning kind of messed up dark person but I feel like what art is is that's why there's actual art therapy like that's what music is that's like like it's not I can go through like six months without writing music because like if I don't have anything I need to express or if I'm just like nothing really is like if I'm just like cool hanging out like I don't necessarily like feel like I'm going through something where I need to like really work things through I'll like not write for a while but then all of a sudden I'll be writing every second for like five like months straight or something if I'm going through something so yes I think it's just like a way a healthy way for people to express themselves especially I'm I think I was just born with like extra tentacles. Like I just feel things so hard. So it's been such a blessing for me. Like, I don't really, I would, I have, I'm not perfect. Obviously I deal with depression, anxiety, whatever, but I don't know where I would be without music. I love the way you put that, that you have extra tentacles. And as you said, (laughs) you're also highly self-aware. So you're just like, I know what to do with these. It goes through. Yeah. (laughs) And I used to be like, I used to think that made me like weaker. Like I would see in high school, I would go to these parties with these like obnoxious energies and I would feel really dark. And like, Mm -hmm. I would look at everyone else or some, some other people that like didn't get affected at all by it. And I, I thought they were like stronger or something like why how don't they get a, how are they not like, how don't they feel dark around this bullshit? Like, but I think that it's such a blessing. You're just like, you just feel more, you're more empathic. You, you're more understanding of the human experience. I think when you're, when you have, when you're an extra sensitive person. This may sound weird. Did you grow up in LA as well? Yeah. I was just like, that sounds like my experience of like trying to go to parties in high school. Like I had a close group of friends that were like kind of just involved in like the music and writing programs at my school. But other than that, it was like. LA's a strange place because there's like, it's not just like high school parties. There's like this whole different, like 
pretentious, if you know, like celebrity and money world that like is not quite normal. Like it's funny, like my boyfriend's from Seattle. And like, when I've met his friends, I was like, Whoa, they're all, I was like, after the first few times I hung out with them, I was like, there's something, what is it about your friends? Like, I really like them. What is it? And I was like, they're so nice to be around. And I realized they just like, weren't pretentious and they didn't have, they weren't really like insecure, constantly trying to prove themselves. Like they just chilled. Like, yeah. And I think that LA, that is, it's a weird, it's a, it can be confusing growing up in LA because it is like the hub of the entertainment business and celebrity and um, just all things shallow, all things that are like surface surface arrogance but just like underneath just so thirsty for validation and it was interesting I don't know if you experienced this but it it was interesting being like being someone who was interested in music even at an early age like I took a bunch of music classes in high school but I was Mm -hmm. never like the star musician in a way it's like there were people because a lot of the people that went to my school like were already like their families were in the entertainment industry they were already in the entertainment industry and I wasn't like in the industry it was more like I was interested in the making of the thing yeah Um, and it felt like a different relationship in a way to it like I don't know how to describe it. It's funny. First of all I just in high school I didn't tell anyone I made music I just did it like secretly for myself and then it's funny because when I started putting out music I would run into people and they'd be like oh what are you doing and I'd be like uh making music they'll be like you make music and I'll be like yeah and then they'd be like oh well like what do you do like to make money though and I'm like no like that's what I do I make music and they're like oh like where can I hear it and then I'm like I don't know they're like well what should I look up and I was like I guess just banks and they're like wait, you're Banks? Like they had already been like listening to my music and they're like, you're Banks? Like you from like, what? Like it, it was really funny. Like even people I was close to, but there was this one person um, who I obviously am not going to name, but he grew up in LA and and just like in in the crew with really famous people's kids and Mm-hmm. probably in a band with a fame like a famous artist kid or whatever and I remember when I first put out a song that like people I think it was the song before I ever met you but it was like I started kind of getting a little traction and I remember I mm-hmm. ran into him and he was like wow like you're a real artist now good job yeah. like in this really like really condescending way and I was like well, I was always a real artist just because people like know who I am now doesn't mean I'm more of a real artist. And then it's funny because like my career kind of like, I mean, I'm on my fourth album now. I'm really proud of that, but he's definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just funny how people are. And I'm not trying to be like catty or anything. It's just like, it's just that, that energy, if you're sensitive, it is really hard to grow up around. It makes you feel less than. Well, and even that you didn't like that you kept it a secret for so long like that, you know, that sensitivity to that, like I deeply relate to that. And it's funny because I'm just like now I'm wondering, I'm like, did we go to the same high school? (laughs) (laughs) We'll ask when we hang up. Yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. Wait a second. We did. My manager texted me. Oh, my God. My manager texted me before this before this interview and was like this 
this girl, this interviewer went to the same high school as you. Yes. I was just like, cause I remembered also Jensen McRae went to our high school. Cause I was just like, wait, I knew there was another person I was interviewing that went to our high school. (laughs) Wait, I don't know who Jensen McRae is. (laughs) Um, She's the one I was like, this is about to be so LA. Uh, She recorded uh, the song that was like supposed to be a Phoebe Bridgers parody, but then it blew up and she made it like an actual song and she's actually a wonderful songwriter and like was writing an album but like weirdly it went viral that like a spoof on phoebe bridgers that she wrote like it was a whole thing oh my god yeah i didn't i'm not i have not heard of that or seen that i'll have to check it out she's a wonderful singer songwriter that literally had a viral moment uh spoofing phoebe bridgers that then became a real song uh that phoebe bridgers was like the song is amazing um and now like she's yeah that launched her into more of the spotlight and I was just like yes beautiful that's really funny <laughs> that's so funny thank you for being yeah. here for this ADHD moment of me being like gosh it sounds like you're talking about my school then I was like wait you are talking yeah. about my school. Oh my the other God, person who went to so my school <laughs> that's so funny yeah it's it's funny that like before knowing that you could tell by like how I spoke about it that you like you got it like it is it, it, it's not a common experience for sure it's definitely like um people who ex- have like experienced it and went there probably like no yeah. especially like sensitive people but yeah it's 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 a it's a really unique situation I guess that is that is a good way to put it um that's so funny I totally spaced out and yeah it is totally you and I did totally know that in advance now I'm like oh my god it is you Uh, Uh, (laughs) yeah like it's this uh, the way that you spoke of it did land in that it's this rarefied environment where in some ways it's like you see that anything is possible and that's really fascinating but also there's this like you said, the insecurity and also the almost like invulnerability to the darkness or like an embracing of things that are dark or almost like, I don't know if nihilistic is the right word, but it's like that people embrace a certain amount of callousness that like I could not deal with. It was like people embracing a certain amount of distance from each other, but in a really glamorous way. And I was like, I can't do this. This feels really weird. What are you doing? Why are you relating to people like this? This is so strange. I think that like in general, when you just feel things extra, like how I put it, extra tentacles, I think just life being a human can be confusing. (laughs) I think it's like, (laughs) it's for everyone and from every walk of life. I just feel like whether wherever you're from it just can be like that and I think that's why music is great because you can just write about it and that's why music is great because you can you can like connect to anyone from any part of the world like such different I've met so many people that are in such different situations than I am in but like my music resonates with them and it's just the most beautiful thing so I think that it also like it's great that it could bring people together That's so beautiful. Cause yeah, like, especially I think about, you know, the times that I listen to music, like just, you know, on my headphones, hanging out and I'm not thinking about the circumstance necessarily of the person who made it and thinking about like how I'm like, I remember when I was younger, like I was in love with Ben Harper, like his voice and the shit that he wrote about. It's like, I was 12, 13 years old. I didn't have anything in common with this guy. 
but yeah, maybe I did because like I understood <laughs> you know what I mean so I think that it's it's such humans are humans and we really are all similar and we're all so different so I just think music is like that common bringer people together thing yeah and that's it's fascinating to think of music as the bringer together of people and that the music that you just made that like you get to actually now feel what it feels like to have other people connect was made when you were like by circumstance disconnected from most other people. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that you need to disconnect in order to like digest your life when you were like, I feel like I just, I wasn't writing about being disconnected. I was writing about, I was like trying to process stuff in my life that, you know, whether it's relationships or just how I was raised or if whatever it is, you know, but I think that it's just, it's cool to be able to reach people across the world. What has, what has it been like, like now that it is out in the world, what, what has it been like getting energy back from people who are experiencing the music? Like, cause it does feel different now. Like, have you been able to play shows or people reaching out to you on socials? Like what's, I guess, kind of what, what's like the wave that's coming back? Um, well, I'm going on tour this year, which I'm so excited about. Um, so far it's mainly, I've just, you know, I, I played a few shows last week, a few like little acoustic shows, which were great. Just mm-hmm. like, kind of like to celebrate the album release and, um, yeah, I, I I just can't wait to sing with people in person. But yeah, thus far, it's kind of just been like internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What is your relationship with internet? Because I feel like a lot of people's has changed during this time. And like relationship with internet is often kind of like strange and fraught territory. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Like I, I think at the beginning when my music first came out, I didn't have a Facebook or an Instagram or anything. I just like really stayed off of it. And I didn't even understand it. Like my first manager was running it for me. Cause I was just like, I don't, I was like, what? Like it just, it's a strange thing. And then I, of course, like it, it is an incredible thing. You can reach so many people. You could learn so much. You could connect to people. You could, you know, keep in touch with people it's incredible but at the same time it can be really toxic and I think that just balancing those two yeah is for every person pretty confusing especially this society so it's totally changed like I can't imagine growing up now with Instagram like being in like seventh eighth ninth like high school right that must be so crazy like it was I can't imagine yeah, because it's almost like when you were talking about kind of the pressures, even then, like the insecurity and comparisons. I mean, I remember like, I remember bringing around like those little like instant cameras, like that was really fun to do. But like then people would have like, you know, either you'd use one of the disposables or you'd have instant cameras and then people would have like little Polaroids. And so you'd have yeah, and they were like life moments. It wasn't as posed and like yeah. thought out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Now everybody kind of whether you're in music or not, you could be a mom, like, but you know, or you could be, you could be anything. Like, I don't even know, freaking scientist or a veterinarian or a doctor or just like a 
stay at home dad or mom or whatever. And you can have like your own weird personal brand. Like it just feels (laughs) so strange. Like, and the word brand is so messed up anyways. It's just like the least human. It's not real. It's a brand. Like it's like, but that's kind of what it feels like these days. People have like their own shtick, you know? Yeah. It's like their construction of self. Like I remember it was someone who worked in like, they, they did like, I don't know what to call it other than like social media management. Like they advised people on like how to person on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and they said like, oh, well, you know, pick 20 adjectives that describe you and definitely circle the top five and everything that you post should be encapsulated always by that top five with a little smattering of some of the other 15. And I was just like, whoa, like that's, that's really fascinating. But also I thought about it in terms of how much information we get coming at us. If we are say on social media, that it's like people want to make themselves digestible because otherwise we're not actually designed to take in that much information. So like when you were talking about the person saying, why do you have these like dichotomous ideas of love on your album? It's like, if we're seeing something pass by in like 0.5 seconds, we can't take in a dichotomy. Well, which one are you? And I was like, that's very reductionistic. And also like, maybe we weren't designed to take in information about people in this format maybe that yeah and I also think like now the business and in general it's like all about content 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 but like good art isn't rushed and it's not like made just for be having content it's not for the sake of having content like you actually have something real to say and it takes a long time like it took me three years to make this album and some of the songs I made years before that so really like longer than that it doesn't it's not just like it's confusing when you're an artist and you don't know exactly what to value because you have your label and these people and not people saying do TikTok, do this, do that. But it's like, that's not really like what I do. Like, do you know what I mean? But it's become such a big inherent part of this business and this culture in general. And it's, I just think it's so fast paced. It's just like, it is, it's, it's crazy. I probably sound like such an old person right now. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like, as I was like, as an elder millennial, I'm in, I'm in that awkward, like Oregon trail generation. They call it. Oh my God. The Oregon trail. <laughs> I was just like, I'm one of those. <laughs> oh my God. The Oregon trail is so funny. It was like, your donkey got sick and it gave you all a disease. Cause you ate the meat. You all died. It's like, Mary, you remember, you like there's Mary. a buffalo in the road. You're you're like what's it called what what did they travel in oh my god you had to like ford the rivers in your wagon and it was like yeah like your wagon broke down and there's a (laughs) buffalo in the street like what are you gonna do (laughs) like vault over the buffalo get a trebuchet yeah (laughs) oh my god I actually really want to play that game right now I loved that game so much. And I loved how needlessly dramatic it was. Like, that's what was so fun about it is like one playthrough, you'd, it would be completely uneventful. And the other, it's like, you're bitten by snakes. There's a buffalo in the road. Like, yeah, like it's on fire. <laughs> like, and then like, they were just trying to get to like the town, right? Yes. <laughs> and then like, if they ever got to the town, it was like, yes. God, there used to be such fun things. Remember Tamagotchis? 
Oh my God. I was obsessed. And like, my mom was like, I'm not going to get you one of those because you're going to be super obsessed. And then you're going to forget it exists and it's going to die. And in retrospect, she wasn't wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But they were always like, you killed your baby. You overfed it. Or like you, like, I just remember I was with my cousin and her Tamagotchi fell down the elevator shaft and she was like hysterically crying. Oh, Oh, what a funny, it's so funny. This is hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) I miss like the chaos of early technology. Like the chaos of early technology was so good. <laughs> yeah. Remember AOL, AIM? Oh my God. And that horrifying noise that it would make when you would like sign online. It sounded yeah, or like if your crush signed on. <laughs> yes. And you'd hear the little doorbell and then you're like, oh my God, are they going to message me? Should I sit here? Should I put an away message with really yeah. song lyrics or should I wait? <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my God. So funny. There was the whole strategy and like, even that's so funny. I I hadn't even thought of that. Like the sound of like your person signing on that. It's like, there was almost this dance of availability where it's like, I kind of like what you said that it's like this album took three years. It's like, you have to, you have to be available at that time. You're not always available. You're not always going to be on TikTok. You're not always, it's like, you have to. Yeah, but now you, it's like you sh- have it. Yeah, it's kind of like feels like, it feels like, I don't know, it's confusing because I don't want to live my life on the internet. I want to be present because it really does just take you out of being present. Yeah. Like you're not going to enjoy your dinner if you're constant, if you're like looking at how many views something got that doesn't have anything to do with your dinner but, or the people you're with, you know? So it's, yes. and it is, it's, yeah. I mean, there's so many studies that say like social media since, since social media has exploded, there's like more anxiety, more this, more that, like it's, it is not natural for our brains to be digesting. It's not natural for us to know what like everyone we've ever met is doing. No, because you can't, you can't retain all that information and it, it doesn't have meaning. It's like out of context. Like, yeah. Like even trying to create art when you're doing that, like, I love what you said about like kind of tuning into your own thing, like at least in your writing flow where it's like, sometimes there are times when you tune in and there isn't something there that needs to be processed in your writing. And, And then there's other times where you're like, oh my God, I need to process everything. But to have that ability to tune in, you need to be able to have the quiet to listen, to be like, hey, yeah, you have to tune out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes. Like I find that's why when I make music, that's why I don't listen to music. Cause it's just like, it's no, it just feels sometimes, I mean, of course it's nice to like, everybody listens, has certain songs that really inspire them and this and that. But in general, like I just, yeah, I think it's an isolated process. That's why also like there's so many like corporate studios where you kind of like run into a bunch of people when you're there. Like my favorite, I just love my little home studio. Yes. I I must admit that's usually where I'm I'm happiest making music. I I haven't I mean, I think it would be a treat at this point to go to one of my friends' studios or like right in one of their living rooms just for just a little change of pace after the last few years. But you know, other than that that's actually where I usually create my best stuff. Like is when I can really tune into myself in my little living room studio, just like really tune everything out. I love how you put that where it's like tuning the other things out to tune in. And then I can take my things to like one of my, yeah. that I usually mix with. Cause like, I love having another set of ears on my stuff personally. Cause like 
he's going to hear something that I didn't hear. And then like, same with like my vocal producer, like she's going to hear different things that I haven't thought of and that Mm -hmm. I didn't notice. And so I love running it by the people that I trust, but it's like, I only do that after I've kind of had my time in my little cave. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. Yes. Yes. I was like, I could talk to you forever, but I also know that like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is so awesome. It was so wonderful getting to speak with you. I really appreciate all of your flexibility and scheduling and of course, yes. Playing the fun game of calendar Tetris. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to listen back to this and be like, I can't believe I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, that's like the sad and exciting story of my life these days. Yeah. It's like, did that come out of my mouth? Oh, yes, it did. Okay. Okay. We're going to, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode. Thank you.